Okay, so write intoxicated at the top of your page if you haven't already. This message tonight is called intoxicated. All right, that's why I made you write intoxicated at the top of your page. Um, I know, I have a method to everything tonight. So I, I've been challenged a lot lately. I, where I'm just going to dive in. Is that cool? Yeah. You guys all right? I'm not going to tell a joke. Cool? Yeah, okay, I got one joke. <laughs> so um, there are six birds on a... T uh, telephone wire? That's yeah. telephone wire, right? Yeah. That's what they land on? Wire. On a wire. <laughs> There's six birds on a wire. Um, a boy shoots one of the birds. How many birds are left on the wire? Zero. Zero, yes. Yeah, it's a joke or a riddle? It was a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> keeping you guys on your toes all right so um i'm not okay with just following jesus anymore told you i was jumping right in <laughs> and what i mean by this is like follow the leader i'm done with that i'm done with it are you guys we'll see we'll see if you agree with me um, like always, I invite you, if you have questions, please let me know. I hope the podcast can't hear coronavirus coughing over here. Sorry. I'm just joking. She, she doesn't have coronavirus. We're in the presence of Jesus. There's no such thing as an ailment in the presence of Jesus. I just believe that, but you don't have to. Um, so I'm not okay with just following Jesus around anymore. Um, I was thinking about different characters in the Bible of like, okay, who would I be? If I were in the Bible, who would I be? Who do I resonate the most with? You know, am I like the disciples where I'm just following him around and questioning everything that he does? Am I the Pharisees who are just waiting for him to accuse him of something? Am I like Adam, a man who fell into sin and then hides? Am I like, I wrote all these down, I, am I like Noah, a man who walked in his entire purpose and then threw it all away at the end? Am I like Moses, a person who leads people to the promised land but doesn't enter the promised land? It's so scary to me. Am I like Jonah, a man who continues to run from his calling? Am I like Matthew, a man who's saved from his sinful life and then immediately starts sharing Jesus to everybody. Am I like Matthew? Am I like Judas? A guy who followed him around his entire ministry and then betrayed him at the very end of time. Am I like Ananias and Sapphira? People who say they believe, but not all the way believe. Am I like the apostles who laid their entire lives down for Jesus? I've been kind of Stirring with this idea of who would I be? If I were in the Bible, if, if the Bible was quote-unquote being still written today, would I make it into the Bible? And who would I be? Would I be the guy who's being made an example because I betrayed Jesus? Or would I be somebody who's worthy of being followed, like Paul? You guys ever ask yourself that question? Cool, now you can. Um, I invite you into it. Um, and I invite you to change your story. I really, really do. I invite you to change your story. You know, all of these people in Scripture had a way to change their story by just following the Lord more. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight.
Andrew or Samuel would have been like, man, that was a good intro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. It was. I rehearsed it in front of a mirror. Um, I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't take myself that seriously. <laughs> so for a month now, I've been, I've been challenged by this kind of concept of, of if I were in the Bible, what character would I be? Um, and who do I look like in the Bible? Not physically, of course, but by the way I approach the Lord, right? Cool. I know we're not to compare ourselves to one another, but I, I like to do it with biblical people as a way of self-inventory, right? Not in like, oh man, that person's so much more anointed than I am, and they just, oh, their, their faith is so much stronger than I am. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's true, or maybe they're just faking it, right? I can I can I can fake it till I make it, you know. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like I'm in charge of taking responsibility for my faith walk. And that's what I want to talk about tonight is taking responsibility for my faith walk. Cool? Cool. 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 Are we okay tonight? Yes. We all right? Yes. You you like tired or something like We okay? Mm -hmm. Jimmy, I'm glad you're here. Not saying that I'm not, not glad everybody else is here, but I'm really glad Jimmy's here. <laughs> uh, so I got to thinking in the Bible that there were two people in Scripture that exclusively says, men after God's own heart. Anybody want to take a guess at those two people? David. David? And who? Nope. the Sunday school answer. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good, guys. Woo! All right. Maybe we need to go backwards a little bit before we get to this one. That's awesome. All right. So, Jesus and David. Why is this leaking? Does this have a hole in it? Oh, my gosh. Your mug? Yeah. No. No. I thought you said your mug? I said, yeah. Okay, the verse I want to start off with, and I, I, I don't usually preach this way, so <laughs> just bear with me tonight, okay? I don't usually preach this way. Usually I read an entire passage and then I talk through it. I have literally two scriptures that I'm barely going to read tonight, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, heretic. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's going to be just fine. We're going to get through it together, and you know that I'm speaking truth to you because I have your best interest. Yes? Okay. This first verse I want to talk about is, my cup runs over. Yeah? Have you heard this one? Cool. David said it. Huh? You're going to love my little illustration tonight, and this is going to stick with you for the rest of your life. Yes, I declare it over your life tonight. Okay. My cup runneth over. I got to thinking that this might be the very best way to describe a person after God's own heart. My cup runs over. Why do I believe that? Great. I'm so glad that you asked me tonight. Um, this is so important. Jesus talked about this truth. An old and a new wineskin. Right? Mm -hmm. We need a new wineskin because our cup is running over and we need a bigger capacity until that one runs over and then we need a bigger capacity. You see the trend. My cup runs over is a currency of the kingdom of heaven. He also talks about my cup runneth over in a way Jesus did in the secret place, in intimacy with him. That's the only way your cup can run over, just so you know. Cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. 
if you spend time with the Lord, you fill your cup. If you come to the home, it doesn't fill your cup. <laughs> okay. It's just a secret. Jesus also talked about, I only do what the Father does. I only say what the Father says. Mm -hmm. What's that sound like? My cup runs over. Mm. Exactly, right? Oh, man, like, that's so smart. Yes, I am blown away at this amount of devotion to anything. Some people have devoted their entire... Okay, so I've been listening to a lot of talk radio recently. I don't know why. Um, I think I'm just getting older, and it's what my dad does. And I'm like, well, this must be normal. <laughs> so I've been listening to sports talk radio. And if you know anything about sports talk radio, it's all really no facts. <laughs> it's just their opinions and what they think is the best idea um, for that team or that team. Um, so their cup runs over with sport knowledge, correct? That's why I brought that up. I looped it all the way back into my head. Their cup runs over with sport knowledge, correct? Some people have devoted their entire lives to music. Great. Your cup, that cup might run over with music. Is it bad things? Are these inherently bad things? No. But I want to talk about the most important thing that our cup should be running over with. Yes? Okay. I know. I'm just dangling this. Feel like on the edge of your seat over this message? I'm building up a lot of suspense. I hope it doesn't flop. My main point of the message is how to get my cup to overflow. Okay, so if you, have, if you don't get that out of my message, I have failed you. Or you haven't listened, but probably you haven't listened. Uh, <laughs> How do I become a type of person where my cup runs over? And because I'm a visual person, this is the best way I can describe it. Are you ready? This is my little illustration here. Uh, can you guys see it well enough? I should have gotten like Pepsi or something because then it's not clear. But then that's like not that clean and I feel like it would hurt my illustration because I'm talking about Jesus tonight, not dirty things. But anyway. Okay, so here's your cup cup. Got it? Here's all the water. Um, I, I thought about bringing a hose in here to really make my point um, because I think that signifies the living water better. If I turn on my spigot, it doesn't run out until my well's dry, but for, it doesn't run out. You get what I'm saying? If I turn on my water, it will continue to come out. It might come out in different temperatures, but it's still going to come out water. It's this never-ending flow, kind of like a river, correct? Do you understand that the Holy Spirit can do that same thing over your lives? Mm -hmm. Okay? Do you understand that? Because if you don't understand that, then this whole entire message is not going to make a single drip of, drip of sense to you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're welcome. You Katie, do you get it or do you need me to explain it? Okay. <laughs> So I got three pictures and I got one with a wall so I could really make my point, okay? So my cup runneth over. You might think, okay, splash here, splash there, right? But like I just talked about, if I can, oh, there we go. Some people are just satisfied with that. 
or it's just full mm-hmm. and I feel full. I'm like, oh, great. I feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. But then what happens? Your soul has to drink, mm-hmm. right? And then it starts kind of getting dumped out and it's got to drink and then you're empty again. And then you, then you come crying to me and Madison saying, oh my gosh, I'm in such a dry season. Ah! Yeah, I know. Hazley tilted her head. I tilt my head too. Um, but at the end of the day, I understand why you're in a dry season. Here, here's the message that you need to hear that will change your life. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. This is a constant stream. It's a matter if I'm putting my cup in the right spot, right? Do you get what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. If I am not aligned with where the stream is flowing, I will always be in a dry season and I'll always be like, oh, the Lord hates me, never wants to hang out with me. <laughs> now, shut up, realign. Realign yourself to the Lord, okay? Cool, I'm already blown through some water. Okay, so my cup runs over. Yes? We're satisfied here? No. A person after God's own heart does this. You see the stream? It just keeps on bellowing over, bellowing over, bellowing over, keeps on spilling over. Correct? Mm -hmm. This is beautiful. This is what the kingdom of heaven looks like if we align ourselves with the kingdom of heaven. Okay? And what I really, really want to point out is I know that you probably couldn't see it because you're a little bit far away, but when, when that cup was overflowing, it was actually covering the outside of the entire glass as well. What do you think that signifies? That you have to figure out your inside before you can figure out your outside. I can't just correct all of my manifestations of sin until I correct the heart issue of sin. Mm. Until I get completely filled with the Lord. Right? Does this make sense so far? Mm -hmm. Then the other cool thing that happens, which I'm going to just blow, I'm just going to drill this into your head tonight, is yes, the inside is really, really clean. Because why? Holy Spirit can't help himself but be clean. (laughs) Correct? Be a really bad God if you just like, oh, well, I'm going to put some ugliness into you. No, he doesn't do that, right? But he fills us up, cleanses us from the inside, and then it bellows over on the rest of the cup. Okay? So then the outside gets clean. You understand this truth so far? Mm-hmm. Then what happened to that water after the outside was clean? Where did it go? Oh, it filled this pan. It filled the entire pan. So the whole reason I'm talking about this message is because I've experienced this firsthand this last weekend. Is water, oh man, 5%, this is not going well. So we had a little bit of a clog issue in our home, hence why the bathroom is shut down. And coronavirus is happening, so um, there's no cleaning materials that I can buy. So it's kind of hard to clean your house right now, Um, which is hilarious. Hmm. Hilarious. So our this basement shower flooded. Okay, really weird. I won't get into the details because it doesn't add to the story at all. But the shower flooded. Water spilled over the border of the shower and it leaked into my office. This water kept on going, kept on going. And if that stream was constant, this entire basement would be filled. 
And then if it was even more constant, it would have worked its way out the garage. It would have worked its way out the front door, out the windows, out of every opening. Do you see what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. When we are submitted to the living water, to the flow of the Lord, we can't help but to have our inside cleansed. And then as a benefactor of that, our outside gets cleansed. And then as a benefactor of that, it manifests everywhere. It's amazing how beautiful this one line in Scripture highlights to us. My cup runs over. Why would I ever want? That seems wasteful to me, right? Oh my gosh, I don't want my cup to run over. I want to consume whatever's in there. And it should just be for me, me, me. Oh, well, that's very selfish, don't you think? Yes, I, I agree. I want all the benefits of the Lord. I do. I want all of them way more than all of you. And I could say that without a shadow of a doubt, right? And it's only because that the Lord is filling me, pouring out of me and spreading. This is the kingdom of heaven. My cup runs over. Why? Yes, because I, ben- I get benefits. That's great. Yippee. But, the ev- but everybody around me also gets to feel these benefits. Do you understand this truth? Okay? So, as we see the water bellow over that cup, that's what it looks like when David says, My cup runs over. Do you understand this? Okay, let me see. You can see everything around the cup was touched by that same water. Okay, shower. Everybody got on notes? We taking notes tonight? Mm-hmm. I told you this is going to mark the rest of your life. If you don't take notes, I'm sorry. Probably not going to get it. Maybe. Okay. I've been battling whether I go down this conversation or not, but I think I'm going to. When you hear the word intoxicated, what's that that first bring up into your mind? It's okay. You're in a safe place. You're in my basement. It's all right. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Negative thoughts. Negative thoughts? Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Like... Drunk driving. Drunkenness. Yeah, people people die. It's a negative connotation, right? Okay, here's the positive connotation. When you are intoxicated, okay, speaking from experience, um, everything changes. <laughs> okay? I know I'm going to make light of this, but it's going to actually shift this word for you. Okay? When I am intoxicated by alcohol, I see differently. I walk differently. I affect the people around me differently. I drive differently. My mind thinks differently. All of these things, correct? Mm-hmm. What if I were to be intoxicated with Jesus? Does the same thing apply? Yes. Heck yeah, it does. Heck yeah, it does. Because I'm going to talk differently. I'm going to walk differently. The way I act around people is going to change. My vision changes. My mind changes. Everything changes when I'm intoxicated with Jesus. The inner workings of my being changes when I'm intoxicated with Jesus. 
If my cup runs over, or if I'm intoxicated with Jesus, I, ha- my, I, I have to change. My inside world has to change. Also, I have to change. My outside world has to change. If I'm intoxicated by Him. If I am devoted to Him. If I want my cup to run over. Which, as we know, as I defined, I guess I should say that, as I defined, it means somebody who is after the Lord's heart. When my cup runs over or if I'm intoxicated with Jesus, my surroundings begin to change. It can't help itself. Do you understand this? Jesus can't help himself but bring transformation. It's part of who he is. Or else, bad Jesus. Right? Jesus comes to bring change. It's not like Jesus came just to go die on the cross. (laughs) That would be like a really weird life lived. Correct? He lived 33 years in perfection and said, All right, I'm raising this standard on how to follow God. Not, oh, I'm just going to go die on the cross. I'll see you guys later. I'll be back later. You know? No, that's not it. He lived. He modeled this, my cup runs over. I need a revival in me before I can see a revival anywhere else. Do you understand this? I think a lot of us might be praying for a revival. Oh, Lord, just bring a revival and an awakening to my school. Right? I hope we're praying in that kind of boldness. I really, really hope we are. Or else, I don't know why we're gathering, um, but I won't get into that because I don't want to offend anybody. Um, no, no laughter. Thanks. Okay, cool. Yeah, no snicker. <laughs> no, because you're already offending me, Lex. Um, I see all these people praying for revival, but they are forgetting the most important thing to be revived first is their self. I can't bring a revival if I'm dirty as hell. Right? That's not fair. That's not good. That's a fake revival. That's getting somebody to buy into my ego and buy into my glory. Correct? Which is not the agenda. (laughs) Unless it is yours. And we can talk about that later. I'll correct you. And you'll end up crying. And you'll be like, oh, I need the Lord. Yeah, you do. So do I. All right? But I need a revival in me first before I can see any change happen in my school, happen in my family, happen in China, happen in Saudi Arabia, happen in Iran, happen anywhere. I need to submit myself to the Lord and say, Lord, my cup runs over. Look at that. It affects everything. I wish you could see how thick this is. My whole entire hand almost fits under there, right? It and this is only in the confines of the pan. What if this pan edges weren't here? It would continue to scatter, 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 especially if it was wood and not carpet. Mm-hmm. Right? It would just bellow and it would, it would spread forever. That is the kingdom of heaven. It's not a secret. It's not, oh, how do I reach my friends? I don't know how to reach my friends. Oh, hey, follow Jesus first. I can't teach Somebody, unless I haven't been taught by the teacher. Right? I don't carry anything different. I just got the revelation before you, and now I get to bring it to you. That's it. That's all I'm doing here. Do you understand this? Mm -hmm. 
right? If I don't know something, if I don't believe something, I'm never going to preach it. I'm never going to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, oh, that was rough. When my world When my world changes due to the living water bellowing up in me, everything around me changes. The key is to keep this in a constant state over our lives. Just like I said with the hose. Right? If we had a hose in here, I would have started at the beginning of my message just to really get the point across. And everybody, everybody's feet would be wet at this point. Right? Do you get what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Do you want what I'm talking about? Do you care what I'm Mm -hmm. talking about? Okay, cool. How do we keep this flow in a constant state over our lives? One word. How do I keep this living water flow in a constant state over my life? What's that look like? What's that one word? Intimacy. Intimacy, great. That's a good guess, but one other. One word I'm looking for. Starts with an R. What was it? Intoxication. Huh? Intoxication. Intoxicate. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I'm preaching that. Thanks for listening. But what's the R word? Reverence? Nope. Say it louder. Repentance. Repentance. I have to come to terms that I am a sinful person. Yes? Yeah. If you, uh, you can come to terms with that. You're in a very safe place. And hey, I'm one too, right? I'm not proud of it. It sucks. Mm -hmm. I wish I could break it, but I'm here with you, okay? So this one word, repentance, through the word of being refined by the living water, you're led into a place of your cup running over through this word, okay? So if I continue to repent, continue to let the Lord correct my life and refine my life, I guarantee my cup will always be placed in the right spot for that water to hit me and to fill me up. This makes sense. Okay, repentance is so huge. The moment we think that we don't have sin is the moment that our pride and ego and then we start making people worship ourselves, which is scary, right? We have to understand this word repentance and that, hey, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I am right there in the midst of it with you guys. And I am tempted by it every single day, just like you. Yes? Mm-hmm. But the more I understand where that water is flowing and how the Lord is leading me, is the better I'm going to be. Understand? Yes. Cool. Turn to Matthew 12. I hope you understand my urgency tonight. I think this is really important. If we latch on to this, our culture here in this city and beyond will start to feel the ripple of the streams of living water flowing through us. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. Like this isn't just for your benefit. I, I got to the point in my relationship with Jesus where like if nothing, if my only benefit is that I get to go to heaven, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm at that point now, you know? Yeah, everything might 
the stress might ramp up and like, you know, I might be challenged in some areas, you know, but at the end of the day, if I get to inherit kingdom of heaven, that's all I care about. Are you guys there? Anybody with me on that? Or am I a lunatic? I think that's really all that matters. I don't care if he takes away my anxiety. I don't care if he takes away my stress. I don't care if he takes away my depression. All I care about is that I make him known and that I get to heaven. Right? Those are my two goals. Love my God and love everybody around me. Oh, okay, cool. Why don't we just do that? That seems pretty simple, yeah? Okay. Right? Not this counterfeit bullcrap love that you guys have all accepted as love. This real God love. Real God love. Do you understand this? Mm -hmm. Not the emotional, feely, feely, touchy, feely love. Just love. Just straight up love. It doesn't change. It has, I, it has nothing... It has nothing to gain from me. It's just straight up love. It's there. It's constant and it's always flowing, right? Not, oh, I did so good with the Lord today and now he feel, oh, now I feel like he loves me. No, I don't care about your feelings about if, if you feel like the Lord loves you. Shut up and know that he just loves you. Game, set, and match. He loves you, period. Put it in caps in your notes right now. He loves me, period. I don't have to do anything. He just loves me. Why? Because he's not like your friend. He's not like your dad. He's not like your mom. He's not like anybody else in your entire life that you're trying to compare him to. He is love. It's his name. It's just who he is. You can't, like, if I compared God's love to the way Madison loves me, I'm always going to be frustrated. Right? I'm not saying that Madison doesn't love me well. It's just that she doesn't, Love me at the same capacity that God could ever love me. Right? You understand this? Mm -hmm. He is love. Period. That's it. I don't care about your feelings. Please. I really don't. Even if you don't feel like worshiping, shut up and worship. Because he's God. Even if you don't feel his love. I don't care. He is love. It doesn't waver. My love for you wavers. <laughs> okay? Your love for me wavers, and I feel like it's pretty low right now. But, but, like, at the end of the day, I just need to say it one more time. He is love, period. It doesn't change. It's not based on anything else. It's just there. Like, the day you were conceived, you were stamped by that love. Boom. You get it? Okay, that has nothing to do with my message, but I just want to make sure you know that. All right, so, yeah. I know why I talked about it. Because we just need to understand the two greatest commandments. Yes, thank you. Two greatest commandments, love God, love others. That's it, right? It doesn't say, and then you will. <laughs> Actually, it does say that because it says, then you will go to heaven. That's it. It's his will. It's not up to me if I get healed. It's not up to you if you get healed. It's not up to me if you get healed. It's, it's his will. Am I going to ask? Of course. But at the end of the day, I just want to be intoxicated by him. Do you understand it? Mm -hmm. Do you want to be intoxicated by him? Yes. Raise your hand if you're a yes. Put, give me a thumbs down if you don't want that. Cool. I'll pray for you later. If you put, I'm just joking. 
Nobody did. So just don't look around. It's fine. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah, I want it. I want it. Just so you don't make an example out of me. Okay. So as you fill, something ripples out of us. It can't help it. Okay. Yeah. Matthew 12, verse 43. Oh, I should turn there too. You guys with me okay? You all right? You sure? Okay. This is a very important verse, and I think it directly correlates with this to topic that we're talking about. I don't know why I had a hard time saying that. 43 through 45, okay? Ready? This is important. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, but it finds none. Verse 44. Then it says, I will return to my house, which I came from. And when it comes, it finds a house empty, swept, and a house empty and swept and put in order. There it is. Verse 45. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself. And then they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the person is worse than the first. So also will it be with this evil generation. Okay, does that sound like a repentant life? No. It sounds like somebody who just pulled the weed of their sin and said, hmm, out of sight, out of mind. I don't have to look at it anymore. It's just, it's just underwater, if you will. It's under there. I don't have to look at it anymore. The root base is still intact. It's a very healthy root base. And it's all put in order. My lawn looks good. Do you make sense? You with me? Okay. We do this all the time with our sin. Oh, I see the manifestation. I hate it. I'm going to pull it. Oh, crap. It snapped under underground. Okay. This happens all the time. And then you're like, oh, no. It's coming back harder. I hear this all the time, especially after your guys' like church retreats that I have to listen to this. Like, oh, I, I was set free from this and this and this, and now I'm just worse off than I... Oh, cool. Did you read that before? Have you read that passage before? Yeah, it's going to come back seven times stronger. You know, I don't know about you guys, but that's red letters in my Bible. It's Jesus. Jesus said that. I think we can trust him, yeah? Mm -hmm. If you can't, we'll talk about it later. Um, we'll go get coffee. Um, but, like, this is important. Okay, so let me connect some dots. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. House. When it talks about house here in this, script, in this passage, let's connect the dots. That equals cup, a.k.a. me. This, okay? Mm -hmm. Cool. When it says waterless places... What do you think that means? This is cool. This is really, really cool. What is it? Empty. Okay. What is it? Dry. Dry, dry places. Which means what? No Holy Spirit. The Lord's not there. Do you see, the, do you see how cool this is? Do you see how cool this is? No? You guys aren't. Benji, you think it's cool. 
I see a little smirk on your face. Okay? And then it says, go and dwell. It had nowhere to go and dwell. Why? Because those were full of the Lord. Those were full of the Lord. Why? Okay. Duh. He's water. Do you understand? Okay? So, there's kind of the dots. So we get rid of the unclean places in our life. We have to replace it with who? Yes, with the Holy Spirit, with the Lord. We have to, right? Because if you see this cup, oh gosh. If you see this cup, I forgot that it was full. There's something in here, correct? Let's call that a room in the house. Just for sake of example tonight, right? Just because we read something about a house, our body's a temple, our body's a house, whatever. We can call it a house, okay? So this is a little room. And what is that not doing? Or better question, what is it doing? Taking up space from where the water could be. Right? Let's call this that room that was swept clean and pretty. We don't have to look at it anymore. Because it's out of sight, out of mind, and all I care about is my outward appearance. Mm -hmm. If you're looking, if you're leading your life that way, correct? Mm -hmm. This is occupied space by something that's not the living water. So, I get in some trouble here. My cup can still run over, but what do we know about dead things? Yeah. It contaminates everything. Right? And I guarantee if your cup looks like this, or maybe here, let's just add to the example. Maybe it looks like this. I guarantee that there's no streams hitting you. I guarantee that you're not in the right place of where the Lord has called you to. Do you understand this? Because when the Lord comes, his streams hit that and it will bellow out. Mm. Right? Especially if he sets you free from something. He's going to fire hose that place out. Mm -hmm. He's going to power wash the place out and it will all dump out. But what if we don't spend time with the Lord? Look at now what's in us. Look at now what's filled us. And of course you're going to feel empty. Of course you're only going to focus on that. Anybody want to drink those? No. Of course you're going to be consumed by, oh shit, my sin is taken over again. Oh no, this has happened again. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And even more so, this, this plague that's even hit us in the, in the church recently is like, I am so consumed by this and I'm so guilty of this that now I'm going to not focus on the Lord at all. What? I'm actually going to run away from Him. What? What does that even mean? It's the exact opposite of what we should be doing. You understand this? Mm -hmm. 
So then the Lord takes care of that stuff. And then he says, okay, great. Now we're focused on the right stuff. Now, now we're cooking with gas kind of thing. Does this make sense? Okay, this is what it means to live with Jesus. Am I saying that you're going to gain perfection through this? Man, God, I hope so. <laughs> that would be really, really cool. That I would be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That'd be awesome. That's a really good goal. So what do we do with that? Let's try it for a size. What if we were really buy into the Lord tonight? Say, Lord, I want to be a people where my cup runneth over. Where that verse is better translated into, I am intoxicated with the Lord. Everything changes. I can't speak the same way I used to. I can't walk the same that I used to. Not like physical walk, but you get the weight. You can't do the things that you used to do. Why? Because your cup runs over. And even like, look at this pan, it's leaking. It can't help itself. It can't help itself. This water can't help itself but go to those empty places if you give it access, right? And then guess what? You are suffocating the enemy over your life. And then through that, you're suffocating the enemy over everybody else's life. Why? Because your cup runneth over. I'm sorry. People are going to want what you have. If you don't realize it yet, get a clue. If you start taking the Lord seriously, people are going to be like, wow, I want that. I want that. That guy is a lunatic, but I want it. <laughs> right? And it's cool. Don't let, I mean, that's how Paul lived his life. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. What a concept. Make sure I hit everything here. Oh, this is a good line. When we are making ourselves a waterless place, we are giving the enemy VIP access to take over. How true is that? Mm. I've fallen into it. Yeah. Holy crap, have I fallen into it. Like, well, there's no way I can approach the Lord after what I just did, right? And I go and hide, and I go and hide, and then it's just like, okay, you know, here are the orange flashing lights with the big H, Come and land. Come on in. VIP access to ruin my life. Right? That's what we're doing. When we say, well, I don't need the Lord. I don't need to spend time with the Lord. I didn't feel like spending time with, oh, I don't care about your feelings, remember? Mm -hmm. When we are led by repentance, we will see sin leave and then and then all the time you used to use sinning, you now use for the Lord. What a concept. Jaden was just telling me recently that he deleted his Snapchat. And he was like, man, I was spending a lot of time on Snapchat. I've got a lot of free time now. 
It would be really foolish of him if he just said, cool, I've got a lot of free time now. I'm just going to go sit on my hands. <laughs> That'd be really dumb of him. Right? Do you agree? Yeah. That'd be silly. Oh, I removed this thing that was taking up time, and now I'm not going to replace it with anything. So, enemy, come and land. No. Guess what Jaden's doing? He probably loves that I'm doing this. Guess what Jaden's doing? He's spending more time with the Lord. Holy crap. And he didn't even hear this message. What a concept. Isn't that cool? Congratulations, Jaden. You have figured it out. Now, let's keep on repeating that over our lives. What else am I wasting my time on? A lot of things. And how can I start eliminating those things from my life and say, Lord, uh, look at this. We've got so much more time together. This is the process of living with Jesus. Not just following around, hoping to catch him, but living with him, arm in arm, just like Peter did. Right? Everybody else was just trying to keep up with Jesus. I'm like, oh, okay, oh, oh, we're going on a boat now. Oh, my God, now we're going over here. Peter and him were just like, cool, man. What are we doing next? What a concept. This is the process of getting your cup to run over. The cool thing is the more we turn from wicked, the more and more we will become intoxicated with the Lord. And all of this will happen naturally. Correct? So how do I get this never-ending flow? How do I get this? Huh? Repentance? How else? How else? Huh? Quiet time, a.k.a. intimacy, spending time with the Lord. What a concept, right? Not just every once in a while. Constantly. Not just, oh, Lord, you're in my secret place. That's the only place I can find you. No, that's very naive. I get that you need to start there so that you can increase your awareness. But then what's it look like outside? of that quiet place? What's it look like inside your car? How do you glorify Jesus? How do you get to know Jesus in your car? Right? This is a process. I'm sorry. I couldn't go zero to 100 like I wanted to. <laughs> I really wanted to, you know? The day I got saved, man, I wanted to go as fast as I could. And it didn't work. The day I heard the miraculous was real, I was like, I want it. I want it. And I tried. And I failed. <laughs> but there's this training. I didn't all of a sudden become friends with people. It's a training. It's a relationship. It's an intimacy. It's a trust. It's a faith. It's a life of repentance. It is my cup runs over. Mm. In this process, you'll start eliminating the ugly things in your life without even realizing it. Like, oh, I remember when I used to struggle with that. I don't even know what day that changed. <laughs> Just changed. That's weird. <laughs> you know? It happens. That's cool. 
Why? Because it's not on the forefront of your mind anymore. Because mm -hmm. all you're thinking about is Jesus. Not in a weird hippie mystic way, but like just Jesus. Not pulling him along to do things, but partnering with him. Correct? Mm -hmm. This is beautiful, yeah? Yes. So as our cup gets full, it starts bellowing over. It cleanses our outside. You wanna, if you want to put yourself together on the outside, cool, clean your inside first. Cool? And then, if you want to be an evangelist, cool, clean your inside first. <laughs> if you want to share the gospel to your friends, cool, clean your inside first. If you want to see your family come to know the Lord more, cool, clean your inside first. That's it. Mm -hmm. How? Jesus. How? Intimacy. How? Repentance. All of these things tie up to my cup runneth over and then we are a people who are after God's own heart. Here's this heart on paper right here. This is easy, right? This is achievable. And then you get to discover his heart in spirit, which is even more beautiful. Cool? Because then this gets illuminated more and then spirit becomes illuminated more. Then this becomes illuminated more, Holy Spirit more. It's this beautiful process where I can never understand the depths of the Lord, but He's always training me. I even feel like there's going to be classrooms in heaven of me understanding the character of God, mm. right? Because the angels don't even understand it. They've lived with Him for a long time. Mm. <laughs> you know, Holy Spirit has to search the depths of Him. Uh, wow. And blows my mind. Cool? You should feel excited. If you don't feel excited, you're taking this message completely wrong. <laughs> you should feel like, I have the keys to the kingdom, baby. Mm. And that's the way it is. You do have the keys to the kingdom by this process. I don't know how to simplify it anymore. I feel like I didn't go deep enough tonight, you know? Mm. But here, here's my surface level sermon. Is that okay? Just forgive me for one week. May it change your life. Hold your hands out in front of you. Actually, hold your left hand out in front of you, and then your right hand, put it on your heart. Nothing spiritual about this posture. It's just like, hey, laying your hands on your own heart and receiving cool that's all nothing weird don't worry madison will you pray for us Jesus. Lord, 
each step you take further that things would just fall off the rest of computer. <coughs> as we walk in further and further in your truth. Father, you bless us and keep us and make your face shine upon us. Mm -hmm. Give us a desire to know your character more, to know what you're like and to know what you're not like, to know what your voice sounds like, to know where you're going, to know mm -hmm. what you want to do next. Mm -hmm. We want to know more depth for you, Father. Bring us back to the simplicity of being strong in your daughter. <coughs> As every step we take further into your truth reveals more of your character. God, would you just humble us in your presence right now? Knowing that you have answers to us, but that we answer to you. Our special effect for love that you just corrected immediately. May we be a humble people marked by your love. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I used to preach this as I would pour my cup out to feed everybody else as a pastor, as a minister. As somebody who's ministering to their friends, you know, if we we know that if you are with Christ, you're called to ministry. Maybe not full time, but just like you're called to minister to where you're at, right? Mm -hmm. I used to teach this as I would pour out as I preach. I would pour out as I would minister to somebody. I'm wrong. I was completely wrong. I'm connected to the streams of the Lord. And he's constantly filling me. What a shame it would be if I preached outside of the Holy Spirit. How silly would that be? Right? Mm -hmm. If I ministered outside of partnering with the Lord. That would look really stupid. It would work for a season. <laughs> work for a time but no it's a constant flow i'm out of water it is a constant flow right it's a constant flow and that's where it bellows out and it hits all of this area cool